All right, what's going on? Um, I'm here at uh, Blend Comedy with the um, the Ice Queen of New Hampshire Comedy, Geneva Gonzalez. How's it going, Geneva? Hey. hey. She's so scared right now, you guys. It's pretty funny. I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah. So, Geneva, a little bit about you. You just you produce comedy shows, right? Yep. People that are listening don't know you, so you gotta. Yeah, I'll talk about myself. Um, So I produce a weekly Wednesday show Mm -hmm. at the Shaskine called Ruby Room Comedy. I've been doing that since 2021. And then I started working at Don't Tell Comedy, doing pop-up shows at unique locations all over New Hampshire. I started doing that in 2022. And I just started a new room in Portsmouth, New Hampshire called Blend Comedy. Yeah. And it's on Fridays and Saturdays, Friday or Saturdays, Friday and Saturdays. Um, and I started doing that in March. So that's pretty cool. Which room do you like better? Is the Shas Shas Keen? Shaskeen. Keen with a K? Yeah. I think some people call it Shastine with a T. It's Shastine. I know. I call it Shastine. I've never been there. I've never been booked there. person who books is a fucking dickhead. Um, <laughs> which room's better, this one, Blend, or Shastine? They're different. They're very, very different. Um, pick a favorite. No, I right. can't. Yeah, like, you, you, you can't pick a favorite of your mm-hmm. kids. Like they're, they're my babies. But everyone has a favorite kid. So. Well, they all they both have they have like different pros like i feel like uh, ruby room has it's already established so it's had like some really talented comedians come through so and it's just like such a warm welcoming place the people that work there are amazing it's like where i started so it's kind of like my home base i feel really just comfortable and excited about shows there it's just fun you very much like that one better for sure no and then blend is just so different it's like when you have an audience in there it's like a it's a unique space and it's like when you get people in there it's just so electric <laughs> so it's really fun like i get that i get a high off of people enjoying the show like when there's those big yeah, claps sure. like those big laughs and pops from a comic doing well it's like oh my god that's why do this. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can I tell you've got that laugh. you got that ego too. You're like, that's me, basically me, because I booked this show. For that. So that I'm responsible me. for people's happiness I and seen, joy. I seen you like tap someone on the shoulder. It's like, hey, I, that's my laugh, really. Yeah, that, yeah, no glory to the comedians, <laughs> all to me. <laughs> no, that is crazy though. That is the one thing about you that's like different about like fucking everyone is uh, you're not a comedian yourself. No, I'm not. It's what, not what, th- that's gotta be like. There's pros and cons to that. I'd, I'd assume. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's cool because your motive is to produce cool shows. I've always said that, so that's awesome. You're just a fan of it, so you got into it in a way you thought you could be helpful, and you know, I'm killing it. But um, but there's times where it's gotta suck. Like you know, when you get to go over house rules, right? <laughs> Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, me too, apparently. <laughs> I fucking bombed. That was so crazy because that's the hardest I've ever bombed and it wasn't even it wasn't even on the show. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'll like, do house rules. It's like, I know, just turn your fucking phones off, you know? Yeah, and I am just like got out there and I'm just like, hey, have, have fun, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel like people must have been confused of why I was even up there. Yeah, it, it happens. No, it doesn't. Not to, not to good comedians. Yeah, that's the thing. um no i hate public speaking i feel like i even hate being unless i'm drunk like 
it, when I'm sober, if there's more than two people in the conversation, like me and other, two other people, it feels super uncomfortable. Like I, I end up being an introvert in those cases. When, it, when, I'm, when I'm feeling good, it's, I can talk to more people, but public speaking is definitely not a strength of mine. So I get up there, forget everything I'm supposed to say to introduce the show and do the house rules, but I'm working on it. Yeah, I heard you did it one time and you like, there's a lot of hate speech involved because you're pretty racist, right? <laughs> it's going to be worse if you don't answer that question. Just in a dead silence. I'm trying to remember the time that oh, that happened. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, that did. I think, Go I, back I think, to my memory. Like, fuck, I think he's right. Uh, shit. Um, no, definitely. Um, no, you're cool. That is, I've seen you do, like you did that panel one time where you talked about um, fucking how cool you were in front of people. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm always excited to do that. I guess you did good at that. Yeah, I'm pretty good about talk, talking about myself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I do know what you're saying though about like the small groups. Like, if like if I'm at a bar or something like that kind of environment where it's like a group of people and I feel like I have to fight for the fucking mm-hmm. for the floor, I'm just like you can have it you know what I, mean? I hate that feeling like you're interrupting like when's my chance to say my piece and you're like waiting for your in and then you cut somebody off and you're like oh fuck now i seem like a dick yeah you eventually yeah. i mean if you if you really do want to talk you eventually have to do that yeah or you wait till the end and then the time's passed yeah, yeah. you wait till like there there's like a good pause and then you're like oh and then blue and it's like yeah, okay I've heard, cool i've heard you do that exactly yeah, yeah. All the time. You're right, though. When you're drinking, though, you're very, very much the fucking center of attention. It's annoying. Yeah. Now, what I what I find, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I find is like, especially like, um, because we live in different worlds. Because I'm a not like a female. You know what I mean? So like, if we're at a bar and like everyone's trying to win the bell, you know what I mean? The bell, the ball. Like everyone's fighting for this chick's attention. I'm, I go home. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck oh, it. Yeah. You can have her. You can have her, and then it's like those like my dumbest friends are really good with girls because like drunk chicks like want to talk about the wildest shit, and I got so many dumb friends that know exactly what to say in those situations, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't, I'm, I don't know. It's weird because I'm like I'm too smart for this situation, but it, I'm, I don't know if it's that or if I just overthink everything, but I don't really want to talk about like you know, really anything, honestly. A lot of the times. So you don't put your horse in the race when there's like any competition. Nah, I take my horse home. He, he's yeah. he's tired of it too, you know. Yeah, you know what's depressing? Hmm. Everything. So, <laughs> as I'm getting older, I feel like you start, you go from being getting a lot of attention as a female, like guys wanting to talk to you, and you start drinking, and you get all, you know, loosey goosey. But then, like, you get older and you're like, where's my attention? <laughs> I should where's start all the pro- guys that, like, want to hang comedy out? comedy shows. Yes. <laughs> then you start doing things like this and to feed your ego. Yeah. You're like, shit, I have to, like, start accomplishing things to be recognized. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I've brought that up to you before. It's like, a, your DMs must be a fucking nightmare. Just the biggest losers just, like... Want your yeah. attention for one female and for two comedians are the most desperate fucking weirdos in the world, and that's like the world you put yourself into. Um, yeah, I mean it's not. There've been like some like weirdos, but those are like like people friend requesting me and then being like, "You're so beautiful. Can we talk about your show?" I'm like, "Fuck off." <laughs> but 
like for the most part it's just overwhelming like the quantity of dms and messages and then people and like i hate people thinking that like i don't like them or i'm i don't think you hate it i think you deal with it pretty well no i hate it i hate (laughs) having so many dms and like you know just like like it just feels like it it piles on and then it's like i can't keep up because everyone just does think you hate them i'm a people pleaser i want everybody to like me and I want everybody to think I like them. Even if I don't, I want them to think that I do. But, I like, mean. most most comics I love. I think they're, like, in my eyes, comedians are, like, little celebrities. And I just love them and I appreciate them for their art. So all of them? Pretty much all of them. What? There's very few comics there's, I don't like. There's some names I want to drop right now, but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's very few comics I don't like. And, like, I feel like I always... Like, at Ruby Room, I've always been, like comedian focused with like oh i want to like make sure you feel comfortable and then i end up like putting my customer service to the wayside where Mm. i'm like oh shit i should also like pay attention to the people coming to the show because i'm just so excited about comedians yeah that's cool too i mean I, i promise you though I mean, maybe that's the difference, too, of you, like, where you're coming from to get into comedy as, like, a fan of it, opposed to being a comedian, because I'll tell you, a lot of the comedians mm-hmm. that are producing these shows don't give a fuck about the comedians. They're one themselves, yeah. so it's all, like, nothing special to anyone, and, um, yeah, no, that sucks, too, but I think you balance it pretty well. It doesn't, like, I don't know, you seem, you seem cool to the audience here. Yeah. Um, it was tough that one time you were gone, and I fucking ran it like i was telling you like i greeted everyone customer service voice and then i just get up there and like hey what's up i'm a dickhead yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that must be hard because i'm not a, a comic so i can go in and be like hey i'm running the show but like you don't know anything about me and then you to be like hey i'm running the show i'm like the professional side but also <laughs> you know put your guard down to do yeah. comedy so it's that must be difficult i think like the fucking the the goal here or at least like when i was like was trying to like get people comfortable and shit it's like it's a small room like what what's the number what, like what is it 60 tickets you can sell here tops i usually do 50 50 pretty cramped yeah 50 so like 50 is not even huge but yeah it, it does pack that room pretty well mm-hmm. but a lot of the times you know you're not selling it out or at least like i mean often that doesn't happen right so like i think it's important trying to make it feel like a vibe you know we're all chilling out and we've got some jokes um and i think that gets achieved pretty well here that's pretty good feng shui really um it's a cool room brian has a beautiful space yeah it's awesome it's awesome and he's so cool he's so easy to work with I'm super excited. So my dad's an artist, and he's going to start showing some of his work here. So oh, nice. Gonzalez's Takeover Blend 603. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's what you're just like, hey, nice stuff you have. Can the Gonzalez's have it? <laughs> hey, We're baiting. I want this stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I get to, like, at every show, be like, <laughs> that's my daddy's artwork. You guys should buy some. Yeah, that, well, yeah that's very nice. That's sweet. Yeah. That's adorable, actually. So that'll work. Yeah. We'll sell some shit for sure. Um, no, yeah, no, what's um, I don't know, but yeah, like talking about like your like com- like not comedic self, you don't do comedy, but like your professional self and your real self, like a lot of comedy is trying to like blend those two worlds too, which can be tough. And I I don't know about you, but there's about a million versions of me, mm-hmm. just like, but they're all me. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm ever fake. Do you ever feel like you're fake sometimes? Um, 
Yeah, I guess so. Well, well I, I think I kind of feel similar to you. Like, they're all me. It's just like you end up code shifting and you, I behave differently around my parents and I behave differently around my friends and I, I behave differently at work. Like, it's, but it's all me. It's just different, different sides of me. You yeah. To, you have to behave for the situation, which I, I, I like saw some stuff. It's like, you shouldn't have to code shift. Like, it's not. You know, you should be able to be your genuine self. And I'm like, man, sometimes you got to be professional. And sometimes I'm not the most professional person. So that's <laughs> saved for my unprofessional time. Codes for, yeah. Yeah, because I've seen you before. Like, we'll be just be chilling. And you're like, yo, what's up, motherfucker? And then uh, oh, yeah. cu- then customers show up. You're like, hi, you here for comedy night? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what happened to that gangster chick that was just here? Uh-huh, very gangster. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I do know. have a gangster side. I actually think about it a lot. I, I might have a disorder, actually. I probably got a few. Like a uh, personality disorder? Yeah, it feels like that sometimes, right? Yeah. Like, I went into a... So, my grandmother just recently gifted me a bunch of comics mm-hmm. um, that she got, at the, she got... She works at a library. She got them donated. Um, she gave them to me to see if I could sell them down here, and she said I could split the money or whatever. And I went through this stuff. It's really cool. So, I went into a comic book shop, like, yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. and... um like there was like this young girl working there and like i don't know if it's like a family run thing or whatnot but um i was talking to her about because i'm a little bit of a nerd too you know what i mean mm-hmm. like kind of a lot oh, of yeah. a, a lot of a nerd in some <laughs> yeah. people in some people's <laughs> fuck you listen i'm talking about me <laughs> yeah that's what this podcast should be like that's people are like what's your podcast about i'm like oh you come over and i talk about myself yeah it's cool <laughs> no but like um I'll cut to the chase on this one. I was t- so I just was talking to this girl about nerdy shit, and she's a sweet like young girl. She probably like, just re- graduated high school or something. Um, she was really nice, but super nerdy, obviously. And like about halfway through our conversation, her showing me shit, I'm like, I can never let some of my friends see this side of me. <laughs> <laughs> and like if that if that girl like found out, let's say that I was a comedian, right? And then she's like, oh, like she wanted to come to a show. Mm-hmm. I would feel like. I'd feel weird about that because I'm like, hey, you know, that that was me too at the comic book shop, but I'm mostly like a dickhead. Yeah. You know, I'm a dickhead too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough. Well, that's like the human, that's just being human. Like, we all have different facets of ourselves and different interests, and that's what makes us separate from animals. Some some humans. I feel. I, 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 feel like <laughs> I feel like if you're just like I'm me all the time. I know. I know a thousand like, of those what? guys. You're so though. uninteresting. I know a thousand guys yeah. that are just that guy. Yeah. yeah. They're just that guy. You ever met Dana Fuller? He's just Dana Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> He's that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out Dana Fuller. I love Dana. Oh my god. He's a cool guy. He is. Yeah. I'll give. I'll give him like a shout out. I'll give him a plug. Yeah. I feel like Dana is just so hardworking. He's hardworking kid. You know what? He's passionate about it and he's hardworking and I think that's going to take him far and I can't wait to see as he develops in his career because he's just really excited about it. So He's excited about it. He's one of those ones though. I think it's good that he's authentically himself and I think that's what's Uh going to sell but he needs to work on himself too and overall make himself the best version of himself because at the end of the day he's like a fucking street kid and that's like part of his charm and like mm-hmm. you know part of his story and part of what makes him hard working which is good but you know being you know fucking coming from hard knocks like that like you know you're a little rough around the fucking edges and some people don't like that some people don't adapt to that well so 
but I know his heart's always in the right place. Yeah, so. yeah, he's a good kid. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's a, like that's a, but that's just an example of someone who's like I don't Dana doesn't code switch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he could. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'd be like that scene. You ever watch Malibu's Most Wanted? I don't think so. Uh, no. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Cross that off the list. Yeah. That was one of the things I wanted to talk I did. about. I don't watch a lot of TV. You don't? No. Not even comedy? Uh, a little bit of comedy. I'm I'm like an audiobook person. I, I, I like watching comedy live. I don't love watching specials, honestly. Really? If it, if they're short, I can watch them, but I have a, I have a really short attention span. Yeah, that's not really me, to be honest. I like sometimes I don't like watching comedy live. Like a lot of the times actually. Mm-hmm. I prefer it. Like, I hate tapes. I get so many tapes, and people are like, well, watch my tape so I can book you. And I'm like, ah, I wish I could just see live, because I hate sitting there and watching a tape. You don't feel like you're experiencing it fully. You should just start going to open mics and just making everyone nervous. I used to. But I don't. I just don't. I, sometimes I don't have time to. Um, but Too I try busy, to go to yeah. Boston, like, after my shows. I try to go down to Boston, because they have some later shows, so I can... Like get into Duck Duck Goofs or Article Twenty Four, just like Boston Comedy Club, and I love those places. And uh, can catch like the end of a show there or something, and try and see as I like to just try and see as much comedy as I can. Like every place I travel, I go to shows. Mm-hmm. It like I turn every trip. I'll be like, oh, this is a family trip. I'm not gonna do comedy. I end up going to comedy every single night I'm there. So. It's good for networking and knowing people, but also like seeing different styles and talent and trying yeah, to understand sure. the scenes in different places which i think is like part of my job as a producer yeah 100 percent. i mean even just like you know you asking me to fucking help with some of the shows here so i've definitely put myself in a different mindset of like you know, like of maybe a booking shit so it's like you do watch comedy completely differently and for me that just means you watch the other comics i never usually fucking watch anyone else i get pretty tuned out and uh, honestly pretty claustrophobic a lot of the times mm-hmm. um especially if i haven't gone up yet well yeah and that's different like you're not gonna sit there and enjoy somebody else's set while you're thinking like you gotta prepare yeah yeah that's a different mindset i'm there to like the thing the thing i love about producing is i genuinely love comedy i genuinely love watching people go up and perform and i put in all this hard work and i do all this shit and then at the end i want to sit down and i want to watch the show yeah yeah that's my reward for that's the payment i don't i don't make money off of this my payment is that my payment is my high i get off of people laughing and me being like i know that that's something i produced and then my high and then i just enjoy it i get to sit down and be like oh i'm watching a comedy show that i created well i mean you are building like a fucking i mean you already have a pretty like that's like when we talk about like me booking shows i'm like you should book the headliners because like the, the quality of the headliners especially in comics in general but like you're bringing in some really good talent here and it's crazy to just see them at the mm-hmm. fucking small art gallery 50 person mm-hmm. show but um you're building like that that uh clientele or what or whatnot and um that could lead to uh you know something bigger in the future you know mm-hmm. what i mean like let's say someone someone had a 300 seat theater like you've got access to a bunch of up-and-coming comedians if mm-hmm. you might know one that breaks you already have a relationship with them 
Yeah. You know what I mean? You have the relationships you're building doing that is, mm. is huge. So, yeah. But That's an exciting thing. Like in at, at Ruby room, uh, the Shasking, like it was an established room and Nick Valley ran it previous to me and, and passed the torch on to me. Um, but he had booked comedians, um, Sam J. Her first headlining set was at the Shasking. Yeah. Um, now she's huge. And, uh, you know, we've had Joe List. We've had Kyle Kinane. We've had D- Doug Stanhope. Like, not that Doug Stanhope's coming up, but, like, these comics before they blew up, we've we've had them. So, like, yeah. that's what I'm excited about is, like... You fucked I up on see- Sam Talent. Remember that? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> about that. There's going to be some misses for sure. There's what? Yeah, there's going to be some misses. And, uh, but like, I, I love like thinking that I'm supporting the growth of the, this next generation of, yeah, of big sure. comics. But I also love like, like the, the level of comics I book. Like, it, it's not like they're, I feel like I was trying to explain this to somebody. Like, they're not going to be comics that are like headlining theaters right now. I like that like middle of the road. Yeah, well, the thing, what's tough to you is figuring out, like, or just really, like, who is a headliner? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fucking comics, and I would consider myself in, in this category, too, of just, like, that fucking tier of, like, you know, good, but, like, you know, what the fuck? I always, I'm constantly thinking about what I can do to level up, and, of course, that's writing more and whatnot, but... You know, it's tough at this level because, like, I did last summer, I had a very fucking productive summer and, like, did, like, fucking three of the shows that I did last summer were fucking almost 600 people and Mm -hmm. did fucking great. Mm -hmm. But it was almost easy to do that. I feel like I know a lot of comics that could do great in in, in that setting. So what seems to be harder is actually smaller rooms and whatnot, Mm -hmm. like, like lighting those rooms on fire. But it's like almost feels like you're doing two completely different things. So it's like, mm-hmm. and then if you're booking someone because they're good at small rooms, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird to think about. I don't. I don't know. Because there's some people like when I work with Ian Fidans, you work with that fucking guy. He's a fucking maniac. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's there's something very special about him. He's a very unique personality. You're like, oh mm-hmm. fuck, man, you were built for this. You were made for this. Yeah. But you can't just have a bunch of you can't just have a bunch of fucking goofballs on your show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I don't know. Like finding the headliners. Like I want when I'm producing shows, and and this is some this is like a goal of mine to get better at. Like I love booking people I know are solid. Like I know they're gonna do well. But also I need to start working a little more on like fostering. New Hampshire. I think Marcus Cardona does that really well. Yeah. In putting up Portland comics, putting up Maine comics, and really like cheerleading that. And I think I'd like to get better at that with New Hampshire because there are that like Manchester has a pretty pretty big. I've been drinking. I needed to <laughs> drink to get loose for this. <laughs> You're fine. I'm like on number three. I don't think anyone would have been able to tell, but you totally outed okay. yourself. Yeah, I did. Um, you I fucking need it. shit face, man. I I need it. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, Manchester has like a really up and coming 
a lot of people out there performing, a lot of people like engaged in the scene. And I, I think I need to start um, leveraging that for my shows and kind of like highlighting the local talent, putting them on shows, you know, these comics that are Manchester locals, putting them on a show with like a comic from New York that does a seller. Like yeah, that's only sure. going to help them get better mm-hmm. watching that and exposing them to that and giving them time on a stage with a comic like that. So that way it's not just, Hey, I'm importing all my talent. Mm-hmm. I can, I can put together a show and count on my own community to, to show up. So that's, that's, that's a big goal of mine. Hopefully I can grow in that space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. I mean, I think you've been doing that, right? I think the formula is like keep doing what you're doing. You know, get those people. I think it's good to to bring in talent from out from out of state and whatnot. But like, mm-hmm. bolster the show with your openers and hosts and whatnot of local talent, right? Mm-hmm. Because they because networking for com- for us comics is huge. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like. So if we're just like we know all the fucking New Hampshire guys, yeah. Well, I I don't fucking know anyone, man. I swear to God, I only know a few. Yeah, I need to go to open mics. I need to go to local shows. Somebody was saying, okay, so there's open mics. I go to open mics. I'm like, yeah, definitely great. But then I realized, like, that's where that's where comics go to work out. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're not bringing their best. I need to start going to the shows that Manchester comics are putting on because then they're gonna bring their best at yeah. those shows, and then I can really get more accurate gauge of how they perform. So, yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's that. That's what sucks too. Like, I hate when like so the uh, the mic that uh, Marcus runs up in Maine, Free Street, mm-hmm. um, that's on Sundays. That's been really big lately. Like, it's been bringing a lot of people out. Yeah. So everyone's there actually doing their best shit. Last time I did it, fucking everyone's just ripping through their best shit because there's people there they want to like mm-hmm. fucking show. Like, look how dope I am. And I was like, no, fuck. The, the reason I came out is because I have a new bit that I think will be funny. But mm-hmm. it not usually it's not good the first time I tell it. So it's like, but I'm like, this is what I came here for. But you get booked from open mics. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's really hard not to just want to run your best shit all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a balance. That's why I think you got to go to them like all the fucking time. It's, mm-hmm. it's fucking annoying. Really. Yeah, I need to go back. But the thing is, the the, the one thing too is like I feel like sometimes my room gets used as an open mic for comics that are bigger Mm. like in New York you're it's so oversaturated with comedy you're not gonna get like more than 10 minutes if you're you're like a a good comic we'll get like 10 minute spots so how do they really work out new material because they have fun because they can do 10 mics a night (laughs) they're but like they need to make money so like they're gonna bring their best to shows that pay yeah, for sure. Well, that's so it. So if they can come to New Hampshire and do 30, 45 minutes mm. and stretch their legs, like, they're going to do that. So, But how do you find those guys? You know what I mean? You're not going to start going to fucking open mics in New York all the time. No, you you get the comics that are really good, and they're still just not getting a lot of time, so they can come out and do, you know, as much time as they want, try out jokes in New Hampshire, but they're, you know, you know that they're solid. They're going to come through with their good material, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like that, and also you're like, you know, it, I, I'm glad I can provide that, and I can give them l- bigger spots. Yeah, it's fun. yeah, yeah. My version of that is like I'll do shit in like the city, like Portland, Portsmouth, wherever the fuck, and um, then I go. My open mics are kind of like off in the like I did Archie's last night, in Parsonsfield. Where is that? 
Parsons Field? Yeah. Oh, it's in Maine. Oh, Maine. I don't know where. I don't, I'm so fucking bad with geography. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was. It's a. It's a fucking cool room. Uh, it's a bowling alley. They shut it all down. People are there, but it's cool. It's a bunch of rednecks, which can go either way. But it usually seems to be a good crowd there. But you can like say the n word there and stuff, which is big for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um, it's big for Maine, probably. No, no one's. No. No, one's, no, no one's saying. <laughs> no one's doing that. Yeah. I hate. Okay, you know something I hate. Hmm. I'll tell you this. Racism? It should be yes. racism. Yeah. Well, okay. So New Hampshire is such a white state. Oh, yeah. Almost every audience is majority white. Um, and then you bring, like, I want to bring the best talent. I want to bring diverse lineups. Yeah, it's tough, right? So when I bring up these comics in New Hampshire, you got that, like, one person in the audience that's being racist or that's being a dick. Like, that's tough. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, you represented our state. Well, thank you for yeah, that. You, you, you know, it's embarrassing. You represent the state. Yeah. It's not everybody. It's really not. It's like the one person. It's like, okay, cool. I brought this black comedian from New York who's extremely talented. And there's somebody in the back like being racist about it and then it's like cool you just represented all of new england nobody's gonna want to come up to new hampshire again yeah you know it's it's a bummer yeah well i will say that's fucked up you never want that as comedians we do tend to have thicker skin or you really need to so i mean Mm -hmm. but that's not to say that that shit isn't fucking i mean i i can't speak on behalf of what it's like to be a black man experiencing racism (laughs) so i'm not saying that i'm just saying like when people are fucking dicks it's like you got you got to find a way to let it roll off your fucking shoulders but yeah no it's a bummer for sure i mean the main's weird main's extremely fucking weird because you get to portland it's super super liberal mm-hmm. and then uh you go off into the fucking woods and you can just do whatever the fuck you want and um i don't know i i really like i've haven't never picked sides in comedy and, and i don't mean like certain comedy clicks i mean like whether i consider myself a fucking alt comic or all that shit like i want to do all those shows mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i find them all fucking funny i find a lot of things funny like i find some shit funny that i think my other friends would fucking hate me for finding funny you know what i mean wait can you go back explain the what did you say the different sides of comedy like the different groups what are those i think the two big ones are just like you know just like po- a lot of people call it podcast comedy um but, but just really just regular don't have that yeah what's that <laughs> <laughs> well i'm trying to be fucking funny but this is just becoming a fucking interview and I, yeah it is we we should be funny yeah i'll try are you gonna edit this <laughs> no no i don't edit this stuff okay why is it gonna pee Oh yeah, you can go pee. Okay. <laughs> I can pause it. Yeah, let's pause it. All right. I'm oh, not- but it's not gonna be edited, so people are gonna know. <laughs> well, I could edit this part out, but I'm totally not gonna know. <laughs> I could have though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go. Pause it. Okay. I'm gonna wait till you pause it, so I know you pause. <laughs> now we're back. And we're back. <laughs> nice. I had a lot to drink because I was nervous, so... Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Sorry. It's just talking on a microphone. I think, like, 50 people listen to this, and you fucking felt the need to start 50? shotgunning beers. 50? I'm surprised. That's pretty good. No, it's not. I was doing... It was doing so... what what this is. <laughs> I was doing so good when I started this. Yeah. Had consistent consistent growth, like, over 1,000 downloads an episode. Uh-huh. And then um, I took, like, a hiatus. I do it all the time because it's fucking hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to get people... Clearly, we've been talking about doing this podcast I for... Know. Yeah. A fucking you can six just months. Do it on your own, no. 
No. Is that weird? It's so You're just weird. Just talking to a microphone. Yeah, you get you. Yeah. I yeah. thought of something while I was in the bathroom. Who's your favorite comic? My favorite comic. Yeah. My favorite comic of all time is Louis C.K. All right. Cool. I, and there was like was a peri- there was a period of time where I said it was either Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr, mm-hmm. but then they started letting Louis do Madison Square Garden again. I was like, I think I'd start admitting that it's Louis C.K. again. Yeah, <laughs> because like the thing is about that, like regardless of what a comic does, like let's say your favorite comic is Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no question the shit he was doing was terrible. But you mm-hmm. can't pretend that the shit that he put out wasn't your favorite if it is. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing yeah. so weird. Okay, so that's that's a struggle for me, too. Okay. So how do you separate the art from the artist? Mm. Yeah. You know, so you have a comic that's got questionable morals, but maybe that's they have a fucked up life and they're they had a lot of trauma and that's why they're so good at comedy. But that also makes them a terrible human being. So do you book that comic because you know that they have done something wrong or do you just think about the talent and be like, I know this person's going to sell tickets and people are going to think they're funny. Mm-hmm. You know, like Picasso was Picasso. Yeah, he was a dick. He, he was awful. Like all his wives like killed themselves because he was so emotionally abusive and he's still fucking Picasso. Yeah. Like, so... Picasso's so fucking overrated. Uh, yeah, I mean... Goofy fucking paints. Fuck you, Picasso. The cool thing about Picasso, like, you learn the rules of art. Like, he's truly a good artist, and then you, that's how you learn how to break the rules. So, that's like a whole... Yeah, but you could tell he's doing that. <laughs> like, because there's, there's like an yeah, eye yeah. where your belly button is and shit, and people are like, oh, dude, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, but he did it, and, and he... And he was successful I fucking hate that shit like Edgar Allan Poe Mm -hmm. I think he was good don't get me wrong but the Edgar Allan Poe did a thing where he would he made up words Mm -hmm. people are like that's fucking crazy that word exists because of him it's like I couldn't do that on my fucking history paper you know what I mean he married his 14 year old cousin yeah that's cool truly (laughs) (laughs) that's fine yeah no um yeah no I mean separating the there's some of it that's like yeah, it, it, that gets weird. I don't know why all like artists and creatives are all doing whack shit like that because it's so much of it. Well, you don't know, like, and that's the thing is like creative expression. Like, usually, like it, it can be dark, you know. Yeah, well, people can have dark experiences or behaviors, and that create beautiful art that people yeah. relate to. So, how do you? One thing that's like tough too is like. Uh, is is I think the social media, all this shit is blowing a lot because there's nothing that you, if you're exposed for anything sexual, it's always gonna look bad. Like if you like like someone's like, oh look, he sent this DM saying, hey, would you like to hang out and just have like consensual missionary sex? If you sent if like a comic sent that and that got like leaked, everyone be like, oh what a creep. It's like what you think that guy doesn't have sex? Mm-hmm. It's like you could almost say whatever. Well, if it's anything sexual. Um, you know, it's, it looks, it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, I was talking to my mom about this. Okay. So we were like, oh, like why are guys like they're never showing their interest Yeah. or like pursuing women? Like, I'm like, when is this guy going to like ask me out? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so probably because, you know, they're going to look bad if they do do that. Like, yeah. they could end up being like, oh, this guy's harassing me. But I'm like, why isn't this guy, like, trying to ask me out or whatever, yeah. you know? Um, and they think of, like, the old days when, like, 
And grandparents are like, oh, he waited outside the building for me every day <laughs> yeah, yeah. and watched me and like asked me out 20 times. And I told him no 20 times. And the 21st time I said yes. And now we've been together 50 years, you know, like whatever. But now guys can't behave like that. Yeah. But it, and the thing is, is all this has like become an issue oh, yeah. For, yeah. for the right reasons, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So like. It is right. Yeah. So I get it. But some people, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough because because I'm in my 30s now. I've been through all of, like, I'm not, like, I'm me too to anyone, but, like, I've been through all, like, as far as dating goes, like, for, like, I've been so certain, like, a, there was, I was, just, like, this girl was interested or whatnot. It's probably mm-hmm. happened multiple times. But um, and I'm, I'm usually not that guy. I need to be pretty fucking sure before I make a move. And then I've been wrong. And it's like, whoa, well, then what the fuck? That's uh, so it's like, Okay, but if that's not so, then I'll be in other situations where it's like, okay, those are fucking all clearly the signs, but I was wrong before, so now you second fucking guess yeah. it, and then it's like, and then there's some that like I've also been the guy that's like did almost the fucking you waited outside for me for you know mm-hmm. just been super overly nice and showed my interest, you know, very fucking and and then that didn't work either, so it's mm-hmm. like. Ah, it gets exhausting, so now I just like fucking play video games and shit. (laughs) (laughs) When do you give up? Like, I feel like I've faced a lot of rejection lately, and Mm it's it's hard. Like, well, and then I said too, like the the like you used to get all the attention, you get older, you get like fatter, you're not as interesting at the bar, so that's like. Like I'm sad about that, but then like you, when you are making moves on people that you like think you have in the bag, and then you're like, "Cool, I just got rejected." Like how much you take that before? I guess it's like personal to like every person, but like how much you take that before you're like, "Oh, whatever, fuck it, I'm gonna play video games." Yeah, me not much to be honest. (laughs) I don't get rejected. That's another thing about comedy is like I save all my rejection points for stand up. You Mm. know what I mean? Like there's like bomb. What's that? You bomb to like feel something? No, no. I mean, like, <laughs> I'll ask, mostly just asking to be on a show and then being told no. And then, like, mm-hmm. that it's a hit to your ego every fucking time. See, that's what I hate, though. Like, as a producer, I get so inundated with messages. Yeah. Now, that, there was definitely a couple of weeks where I fucking hated you. Yeah. And people <laughs> hate me. And I'm like, I'm a people pleaser. I want everybody to like me. Just know I like you. And I'm not a lot of times ignoring you. It's just that I have so much shit going on. Yeah, no, I know. So many DMs. I'm just like, sorry, can't like, can't folk, can't do this right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Dating and all that shit used to seem so much easier, and sex was fun. You kind of all just hung out, and then like that shit would just kind of happen. Is what it felt like forever. And then like, yeah, reach a certain point where like, well, what the fuck? It's not just happening anymore. It's like, why do I have to fucking go try to do that? Yeah. And then it's like, I don't really know how anymore. And what I, I the ways the, the ways that yeah, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vagina's on top, right? <laughs> that's what I thought when I was a kid. Like I remember right in the front. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought like when you look at a Playboy because they don't like show like fucking full spreads. They're very tasteful. They show the top. I thought that was the vagina. Yeah. So like you could like f- fuck pretty good standing up if you really needed to. Yeah. But it's not. That's not where it is, Jeeva. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but it's not yeah. where it is. <laughs> I didn't forget. I remember finding that out. I was like, all the way down there, huh? Uh, Holy shit. Um, this isn't how I pictured it. 
Um, I remember having a fucking sex dream when I was really young, and I didn't know even what a vagina looked like at all. So it was just like Barbie doll down there. Oh yeah. No, this is what I what I was thinking when I was in the bathroom. This is like the the talking prompt I thought of. So I asked you what your favorite comic was. Yeah. Okay. So this is like going back to it. So. <sighs> I was gonna. You were gonna ask me what, who my favorite comic was. No, I was gonna talk about where are vaginas, <laughs> where where are vaginas, and how do you have sex with them? <laughs> no, um, yeah. Who's your favorite comic? My favorite comic is Norm Macdonald. Oh yeah, it's a great pick. Yeah, awesome pick. I cried when Norm died. It was yeah, it's tragic, but the reason is because I had a sex dream about Norm Macdonald. Ooh. But I have such low self esteem that it wasn't like hot SNL. You know, young. It was old ass. It was dying. It was literally he's dying of cancer, (laughs) and I was his nurse, and he was in hospice, and we were making the best love ever. And (laughs) and then I would walk into lot into his room, and he'd be sleeping, and I'd be like, "No, he died," and he'd be like, "No, baby, I'm alive." And he'd be like, "Get over here," and like then we'd have the best sex. So then that happened. I had that dream. So I was like, I need to do some research. And I got so obsessed with Norm MacDonald. So, I've watched every, his show, Norm. Did you have the I sex dream? Bef- it. It, was, it was after he died? It was like recently. Oh, okay. It was like a go. couple months ago. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you, had, and you hadn't done all a, his stand-up. You hadn't done a deep dive on him before? You hadn't seen all of his shit? No, no. I, I knew very little of him. And then I, I, re- I like read his book. I... Watch all his interviews, like every interview, all his SNL. Dude, he's the man, shit. bro. Like, I want to read his man. book. He talks about like Adam Yeager being like a fucking Holocaust denier or some shit, and he's, he's like a Jew. He's, he's just Jewish. making Adam look he's like, like shit. Get out of here. <laughs> you're so, a Jew. Get out of here. So fucking funny, man. <laughs> his show was so fun. Did you watch all of so? Did you watch all of his Netflix show? Uh Yes. Well, I watch, yeah, the show, but not the sports one. I don't care about sports. No, no, yeah, no, the one that... I wouldn't even get into those. Yeah, all the ones... Like, when he kissed Jane Fonda, I was like, no, Norm. (laughs) No. The fucking Letterman episode is so fucking funny. He fucks with Dave Letterman so fucking perfectly. He fucks with everybody. He's just a ridiculous human being. Mm -hmm. I love him so very much. Yeah, no, I I think, like, like, soulmates can be alive or dead. You think Norm's your soulmate? I think he's my soulmate. And he even said in an interview one time, like, he doesn't like art. I love art. But he doesn't like art because one time he looked at a painting and it was a painting of a girl in, like, the 1400s or something and he fell in love with her. He was like, she was so beautiful. I created this whole fantasy of, like, who she is and I was in love with her. And I feel like that's what I did with him. So we have, like, the same ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that... And he was a Christian, and are you Christian? I I'm gonna be a Christian. Like I'm going to <laughs> be a, a a reborn Christian, a born again Christian, and I'm going to be in heaven. So you can in fuck love. Ghost Norm Macdonald. So I can, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. We'll be in heaven. I will I'm glad be, you wanted to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is kind of good. I will be with Norm Macdonald in uh, heaven. Well, I think. Well, so. Let me introduce you. I got this buddy, Josh Billado. He's just like Norm McDonald if he was like a 16-year-old stoner. I'll introduce you. No, I don't need a 16-year-old in my life. He's not 16. He just looks and dresses like he's in eighth grade. How old is he? (laughs) Yeah. that's You're like, all right. (laughs) I'm like, all right. Sounds pretty fucking hot. No, what is he? Like 20? He's late 20s. 20s, Yeah, Yeah, Or mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you dated people very much younger than you? 
have I have I dated people? Yeah, I haven't honestly really dated many. Because you're people. like in thirty, your thirties. Yeah, just turned thirty two. Yeah. Um. So, dating I'd use um, loosely because I consider mo- a lot of my relationships just kind of like flings. I've had a lot of flings, even since I was a kid when I started dating. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna marry this girl. Like I've always thought too far in advance. So anytime there's any friction, it stops being fun. We just kind of go our separate ways. Yeah. Um, and I've tried to change that later in life, but, you so know. So you don't like conflict? I don't like, who likes conflict? Yeah, but you have to, like, stay with the conflict to, like, have a relationship. Like, there's going to be friction in a relationship. Yeah, I know. So you don't stay through that. I know. That's, well, like, that's something I had thing, to. Once the infatuation's gone, you're out? No, it's not that. It's, um, it, and that hasn't always been, there's, there have been, there have been girls in my life that, like, uh. That I would have put up with a lot to be with them, but mm-hmm. it didn't work out. So it's not like I'm super scared of it. It's just kind of like if I don't truly believe that I can, that it's mm-hmm. going somewhere, I've never really gone for it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and every, but everyone else does. I don't under, like, I never under, understood that. Like, I'm, I've made peace with, I would, I've always wanted kids. I've always wanted a family. I've wanted that. Like, that's, mm-hmm. but I've also always wanted to be a fucking professional stand up comic. And it's like, you just kind of got to accept at some point that some of that stuff might not happen. But I think either way, you don't force that because just because you want it, you don't force that into your life. So it's just kind of like, you know, going, just going with the flow a little bit, but I don't know. Yeah. So I've always just kind of gone with the flow and it just hasn't really seemed like that was right for a lot of situations. But, but yeah, I fucked a lot of younger chicks. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's what you're asking all right now i've been with younger girls been with older girls too um you know no how much older mm. i don't know why i'm caring about this at no all. no I that's a good question i'm not that, taking this anywhere that is podcast stuff um all right i think 20 years older was a 20 yeah wait so like you've been with a 50 year old mm, no this is when i was like younger so like a 40 year old yeah in their 40s yeah that's that's significant. Yeah, who cares? After, I've been with like, somebody. I've been with people ten years older than me, but I feel like that's kind of at my point. Like I'm thirty three. Mm-hmm. Like dating a forty three year old is yeah, and and where I'm at in my life. Like I was married for almost ten years and I'm divorced and I have a crazy, kid. Yeah. And so like a forty three year old's like at my level of maturity and baggage. You know, like mm. yeah. Well, I think honestly, after twenty four, mm-hmm. it gets pretty fucking wide open. For, like yeah, where it doesn't really seem weird it's weird so i have been on dates with somebody who was 25 mm-hmm. and that was too young really yeah. i think i need to be in the 30s now at this point yeah with no. my experience <clears throat> and like my age I, I need yeah to be for, 30s, gen- like young. generally probably but mm-hmm. everyone grows up different some people grow up quick you know so i never want to just but yeah i mean as a rule mm-hmm. i don't really look at anyone under like that's under 23 20 24 honestly is like Honestly, it's anything like I don't know. There's no exact rule, though. Is my mm-hmm. point. So I, I, I'm not. I don't remain close-minded to someone younger, just in case. But yeah. for the most part, like, like if I'm on Tinder, I look for someone in their 30s. But I'm not you gonna said, swipe yeah, fucking left. 30 through 50 or something. I'm not gonna swipe left on someone that I find attractive that's like 24. Like I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll. I'll see. You know. Yeah. I'll uh fucking field your request, but I'm just saying like. But yeah, that's a lot of that's a thing too though is um. A lot of people have like a like almost like a fucking checklist for dating. It's like ah no he but yeah but he fucking but his dad's Native American you know <laughs> like that's a I can't be having that. What do you mean? Wait, no what? no that was just 
Just, I have just, a checklist. You do? I do. Okay. What's Well, like what do you mean like checklist? Like like deal breakers. No, I I mean like I have like a bucket list, I guess. Oh, no, yeah, I'm talking about for dating. No, kind of like a criteria. I, do, I don't have that. I have no criteria. Yeah, my other, me either. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think you can. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I, like you I don't know. They could be so different from you, and you're like, oh, people are like, I want to, I want somebody who does all the same things as me. Yeah. No, the person that does all the opposite things of you, you're gonna like end up being in love with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, is, if you're all doing the same thing, if you do this exact same thing, that can be good, I think, for a while. But eventually, you mm-hmm. want someone to kind of push you to do other stuff. Yeah. But again, also, not a fucking deal breaker if we do like all the same shit either, you know? No. Like, you see guys that are, like, on dating apps, and they're like, I want a girl that likes sports and video games. I'm like, you want a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, sure. You're not looking for, a, a, you know, a partner. Or maybe they are. Maybe they are, but like, but you can't be that specific about. No, like, for sure. Everything has to be the same, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, so that's like, I don't know. I think I had a lot of that stuff going on. So later on in life, I did try to like, because if you want to find a reason not to date someone, it's very easy to do. We're people. We all have a shitload of flaws, and if you want to fucking fixate on one, mm-hmm. and there's all this shit about like, oh, that's a red flag. You gotta get out of there when you see that red flag. It's like. I've started ignoring some red flags because, yeah, you know, take note of something that you might consider a red flag, but it's like, you gotta, you, I do think it's important to stay open-minded. I know mm-hmm. a lot of friends that are, uh, I know friends that are almost 40 that won't date chicks who have kids. Mm-hmm. It's like... I won't. No? No, I have a daughter. I, w- I don't think I can date a guy with the kids. Wow, okay. that's so it's hypocritical. So, it's so hypocritical. <laughs> But I genuinely, and then I'm like, well, guys like me because I'm a kid. Like, yeah. I just, I just, I don't, I don't know if I would be able to do it. That's crazy. All right. Well, you're a bad person. <laughs> well, I don't want more kids. Yeah. And then I just think like, like I know how, like my ex-husband's remarried. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter has a stepmother and like. That's a bummer, right? No, like it, she's great. Um, but I know I just yeah I don't mean a bummer. She's but nice, that's but like gotta, can you imagine like starting a new relationship and then like having a little kid there all the time? You know, like and then like for me it'd be like two little kids there. Like, do they get along? I've dated a lot of moms. I have all my friends that have moms res- are great. All the all my friends that have Oops. reservations about that. I'm like, no, dude, it's actually good. Like, I know I know a lot of girls where their where their child. For better or for worse, it doesn't matter. Like they have the kid now, it has provided some needed structure in their lives, and I think mm-hmm. has helped them in a lot of ways. Because realistically, what I think works good for me is like a retired party girl. You know what I mean? Like, but what if they're still a party? Like, I'm yeah, well, that's what I mean. I just can't, can't like, do it. I can't be like, like. Ugh. No, I know. That's so. What I'm talking about, like a retired party girl, and this I find it was a lot, with a lot of moms is um. You know, so that that uh, whole like, um, you know, what 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 you know what might happen tonight, like factor is still there because like every once in a while maybe you let loose and fucking come out of retirement for a night, but for the most part, you know, I gotta get home to my kid and all that shit. It's good that, but yeah, girls yeah, that are just no, fucking right. constantly running out all the time. It's like that's a that's a whole other nightmare that it's like, the kid's not bad, but I don't know, man. It's it does it does complicate things. Have you though. met people's kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I would never met let a guy that I'm dating meet 
my kid. I dated a guy for a year and I let him meet my daughter like towards the end of our relationship and then he was like I don't want kids and I was like cool is she that oh, oh man yeah, like, <laughs> yeah no so it's like no it would probably be like years before I would introduce somebody I was seeing to my child well that's good that that part is tough and um, I think if you are the fucking party involved that has the child you need to be very like vocal about where you're at with that because I've had girls that um because I'm never gonna fucking if I'm so I don't have kids so if I'm dating a girl who has a kid you're calling the shots there. I'm never once going to ask to meet your fucking kid. Yeah. It does not mean that I'm not open to that, but we got to mm-hmm. talk about that. Some girls don't, won't even fucking talk about it. And then I think, think that I don't ever want to meet their fucking kid. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we can, I, I'm fine with that, but let's just talk about how this is going to work and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then I've known girls that fucking introduced me to their kid way too fucking quick, yeah. right away. And it's like, that's a lot, People man. Are you doing that kid? I don't know. And it's hard to like bring up that you have a kid to a guy you go on a date with that doesn't know you have a kid, you know? Yeah. So I weird. think a lot of us guys now just assume you all How have fucking kids. Everyone has kids. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I find it weird to have any kind of like criteria because if you just have like what you felt like for me, like if I feel like I have this fucking great experience, this great connection with a girl, I'm not going to, you can do what you can just throw that out now because you know they have a kid. Like, doesn't make any sense. Oh, you're such a good guy. Yeah, I mean. But that's like, so that's like the thing too. It's like code shifting. Like when I'm with my daughter, I'm a different person than when I'm on a date. Of course. So do I want to bring a guy into who I am as a mother? It's a very different person. Because you're a real bitchy mom. (laughs) 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 I'm just like, I'm not respond to that. (laughs) Um, No. So, you know, you end up being like a Eat mom. Your it's fucking like, broccoli. you know, I'm being like sexy MILF over here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I got to be like, hey, I'm the mom. Like, I'm in charge. Here's the roles. You know, like, I don't want to. It, it's like, when do you bring the guy into that other side of yourself? You yeah. Know? I mean, I think with the right person, it's, it's, um, maybe I date terrible guys. Yeah. That's that all girls do. I don't it's, see red flags. It's the move. Girls love, I, I have this theory that girl, like, I don't think girls hate nice guys. Like, that's like a thing that whiny bitches say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think girls like nice guys, but yeah, they don't like fucking little, little bitches. But it's also tough too, because I feel like when you're a nice guy, it instantly makes people feel like, uh, there's like that, that whole like scare of commitment comes up a lot earlier because mm-hmm. You know, you, you're worried about her. Like if you like the person, you're worried about hurting them if it doesn't work out, maybe, if you have a fucking soul. So I think it's like girls go after dumb fucking stupid guys because it's like, oh, fuck this dude. If he's an asshole and then you can break up and get back together and then. Or you have like low- okay, so me, I have really low self-esteem. Yeah. So I went on a date with a guy this week, actually. Nice. Super nice like good job good family super sweet just like oh my gosh like he's he's so cool and then i go home and like immediately start sabotaging i'm like okay either he's too good to be true and he's actually a creep Mm -hmm. or he's really good and i'm a horrible human being and i need to be with like red flag guy because i'm also a red flag girl you know like Mm -hmm. like do i do I deserve this or like, am I going to freak him out? I'm going to be like a terrible partner to this person because I have terrible habits and you know, I'm yeah. like not a good person. So like, I think that's why guys, girls date 
red flag guys. Not because they're like, oh, I can just fuck them and like whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like maybe that's what you think you deserve. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think girls think that much, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) No, what's tough, too, is have you ever heard about, like, market action? No. So, like, so companies will have, uh, will have, um, focus groups, right? They'll invite people in and, like, fucking, let's say Oreo's coming out with a new fucking Oreo. They'll have fucking three different packaging, and you could be like, which packaging do you like the best? In the, in the setting of a focus group, they'll be like, oh, this one. Their market action is often extremely different. They actually buy the fucking one they said they hated. Like, it's really hard to understand why. And I think, like, that comes into producing comedy shows. You see one that's really, like, fucking, like, awesome. And then you'll produce one, like, better based. And it just doesn't work for some fucking reason. So it's like when, when, when girls are talking about, like, what they look for in a fucking guy, I think it's, like, that focus group thing. They think they know what they fucking want, but what they actually buy is completely different. And I don't think it's just, it's not just girls. It's everyone's like that, kind of. So, you know, I think it's just kind of a little more fucking, I don't know, man. For me, life is like fucking surfing. I just go with the fucking flow and, um, you know, I'm just going to sit around and cry because there's no waves, you know? <laughs> Just I feel like I walking. zoned out on all of that and just was thinking Think about, about how cool it would be to be on an Oreo focus group. <laughs> you just eat Oreos. <laughs> See, <laughs> no, okay, but I think there's that something poetic about that because you kind of just <laughs> fucking proved my point about girls not thinking. No, no, no. So I think I've started dating like a man. Like I've started reframing my thinking to be like the typical like fuck boy. Like I have been in in so many situations where you know it's you know it's the fuck boy vibe and so now i just go into situations behaving like a fuck boy because i'm like this is how it's gonna play out yeah all girls so now i'm now. like yeah so got girls start dating like guys because they get used to being treated that way so then like a nice guy comes through and you're like behaving like a fuck boy so yeah yeah my no, friends that, are like you're the dick you're you're like the guys that i hate because the way you're responding to all of this i'm like you know what i just want i don't want a relationship i just want lovers like mm-hmm. why are you gonna go through all of the difficult things if you can just do the easy things well that's the thing man and i have found out through fucking my life of kind of kind of the things that will work if you are just looking to have sex you know what i mean like if you're just looking to hook up there's like a way you can go about it the way you got to treat certain people this little fucking dumbass cat and mouse game and like mm-hmm. i do know how to play that but truly it hurts my soul to do those things I'm, I'm in all aspects like i say i won't sleep with a girl that i wouldn't watch a fucking movie with i think that's a good rule to have like i'm not like that fucking whole thing of like oh i couldn't get her to fucking leave afterwards I'm like then mm-hmm. why did you fuck them you know what i mean mm-hmm. um it's like there's like such an ethical way to do it like i know a guy he's so clear with his intentions Mm -hmm. and with his communications and he's always responsive and i'm like i know exactly what i'm getting i know exactly what's gonna happen i know exactly what this means and Mm -hmm. it's like it's perfect Mm -hmm. it's like my favorite situation like that and then there are guys that like ghost you and 
and mm-hmm. just aren't aren't communicative. Like you're like, I don't know what they want. Do they are they interested in me? Are they just? Like, it's like there is an ethical way to do it. I yeah. know people who no, 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 can do not. it ethically I'm and not like really be not. communicative. I'm saying though, I don't think it's that hard to watch a movie with a lot of fucking people. And I'm not saying that I have to watch a movie with these fucking girls afterwards. I'm saying. Would you would you ever do that? Boring. Would I could never. You could never watch a movie? (laughs) No, with somebody. I don't know. I'm just using there quietly. I'm using that as a fucking example. Some people just awful. A lot of people are just fucking people they hate. Nightmare. I'm not gonna fuck someone I hate. Ah no, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I I would. That's the best kind. That's the best kind of sex. Now see, yeah, that's what's ruining. That's ruining everything. Hate sex. You're fucking brutal, bro. Fuck you. (laughs) No, I mean. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just... I'm a fucking lover, bro. I don't hate anyone. Well, that's good. No, it's not. It's fucking terrible. All right. Uh, I'm sorry for yourself. Can we... Can, can I pee? You need to pee again? Yes. All right. Yeah, go I ahead. this out. No, no. I want everyone to hear how many times you have to fucking piss. And we're back. Yeah, well... You see. can tell by the number of times I've had to go to the bathroom how much I've been drinking. I went... I was just telling Tom, like... You can tell how much I've been drinking based on me starting the podcast being like, I am the producer of yeah, I know. Da, 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 my intelligent conversation to like completely belligerent, like, yeah, I was going to tell you, like, I was like, hey, you should get fucking hammered for this, but uh, there's no game, you know, that would have been weird, right? I was like, hey, start drinking, I'll be there, <laughs> but it does help for I a lot of people. Anyway. I mean, that's one good thing about fucking, like, with me, like, with doing comedy, it's, I can naturally kind of fucking let that down a little bit, at least for talking, um, because now I don't drink, so, like, I don't have that crutch. You don't, oh, I forgot you don't drink. No. So, I gotta, I kind of gotta force that. But you smoke weed. No. You don't? And you work at a cannabis place. Yeah. I can't smoke weed. Yeah, it freaks me the fuck out. I hate it. I, (sighs) No bueno. Yeah. You say that you fucking, you say I'm not funny, but clearly you're not listening to my sets because I talk about not smoking weed all the time. Yeah. You're a fucking dick, dude. 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 I watch a little comedy. <laughs> I have time for the, the openers. Fuck you. <laughs> you're a dick, bro. Yeah, see, that's your problem. That's why you only go so far. <laughs> Um, no, that was. I mean, I listen to openers. <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I do. Everyone's it's not gonna. Dumb. Everyone's gonna it's hear not this. Dumb. Everyone's gonna hear this. <laughs> like after doing good, I'll know. I'll just know. I think there is importance to seeing. I only listen to the audience laughing. That's <laughs> <laughs> my gauge. Yeah, I, I feel like that's. A, I mean, I feel that's the thing. A lot of people are like, I'll know if they're good. I mean, you'll hear about it or something. And there are some people that are like that, like fucking Matt Lopes. Like what? Insane. Like he's like a headliner, like, like insane. He's like, I'm not ready to headline. I'm like, you, you dude, are. you did 20 minutes, and I know that you didn't do jokes that you have. You could talk like this and this. What the fuck are you doing? I don't know. I'm you're holding. Not, it you fucking down. In fucking, I'm being cool. This are you in Slipknot you know or something? You know when you hold a gun like to the side. Yeah, but you can't <laughs> hear you talking, which is okay. actually pretty cool for the <laughs> audience. I assume. <laughs> no, insane. He is so talented. Super funny. I Super cannot nice wait too. to see how good he, how like far he goes with that. I feel like he's gonna be on SNL. I mean, he he should, he could. That's that, that's the thing I was talking about earlier. Where it's like, when is someone a headliner? It's like you see him, and you're just like, you're, you, yeah, you go ahead. Be, he's he's better headliner. than he's better than a headliner. A lot of the headliners that I know. Um, 
Maybe he thinks that though because he's like in the New York area. Yeah, well, I mean, fucking, I, I've worked with a bunch of New York comics too that mm-hmm. fucking don't just crush like that. That's I true. Mean, he's he's uh Insane. funny fat guy dude and he fucking and he, guy, he's yeah. very aware of himself he fucking knows what he's doing up there it's, a, it's mm-hmm. he's fucking awesome so it's like i don't know well, why were we talking why did i bring him up foreskin joke is hilarious yeah all of his jokes are pretty fucking funny man i cry yeah cry but yeah no he's loud he's very animated i'm not so much that and um that's that can be a little I'm harder quiet but quiet comics can really yeah it's tougher in small funny. it's tougher in small rooms it's tougher in small dry rooms comics dry quiet comics right. i'm not that's that though that's a style though but, but yeah no for sure but i'm not really that i don't know i um louis is my favorite i want to be like louis that's i like i like how he does comedy you can't even really kind of tell he's doing jokes it's kind of just like he's just a f- guy saying funny shit is what it feels like i mean you know their bits if, especially if you know comedy but mm-hmm. i don't know conversational i mean i did 35 minutes the other night to uh like 10 people and one of them was a family of five from Singapore. Nice. Yeah, and um, that was a small room. I found you just gonna talk to him, but I, I don't I don't know anything about Singapore. Mm-hmm. What do you so know? So it was a family. Yeah. I could never imagine going to comedy with my whole family. Like I've been to comedy with my cousins. I've been to comedy with my sisters, but like my sisters and my parents, I don't I don't think I could like go to a comedy show people do it all the time yeah yeah it no. just feels so awkward it's like yeah i just gotta have a cool family yeah my family is really cool I, I i'm probably most of myself around my family around my mom and dad and my sister and shit like i, I could like say the least myself with my family. what's that the least myself with my family yeah i feel like there's a lot of people which is crazy mm-hmm. to me i didn't have that at all I mean, I think maybe that's good in some senses, right? That provides you with some structure. I mean, my parents kind of feel more like an older brother and sister almost. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I feel like that vibe for like a lot of people. Like, yes, they are the they they are older. They have more wisdom. But they still fuck around. You know what I mean? Like, mm, my parents don't fuck around. Yeah, my parents fuck around. Serious. But yeah, no. Um, so fucking family dating. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, did, are you from Manchester? Is that where you're from? No. Where are you from? Are you from Mexico? No. Your last name is Gonzalez. Are you? Yeah. Are you Mexican? Yeah. Technically, yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. So I moved to New Hampshire between I moved to Hopkinton, New Hampshire between sophomore and junior year. So I finished out high school and then I went to UNH and then I. Oh, you're from New Mexico, aren't you? Yeah. Before. I lived in New Hampshire. I lived in Baltimore. So you're kind of from Mexico. And then before <laughs> I lived in Baltimore, I lived in Nashville. And before Nashville, I lived in New Mexico. And that's where my, all my extended family lives. So my grandparents, my aunts and uncles and cousins and all that. So I go back there. What race are you? Hispanic. <laughs> I know, I'm just fucking I'm, uh, yeah, And it's so complicated. Like, to explain it, like, I'm not Mexican. I'm... <laughs> New Mexican. It's very different. No, it's a different say, people. I know. I was saying it as a joke. Like when someone's like, yeah, she was speaking Mexican. <laughs> Just my voice is Mexican. I don't know. I, so my people are mm-hmm. Native American, Navajo and Apache. And then the worst ones. The Spaniards came and raped the Navajos and Apaches. And, and I was created. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. So it's not like the same uh, makeup of Mexicans. Mm-hmm. But we're from northern New Mexico. Like, we 
our new we are American. The border jumped us. Yeah, I'll be the judge of who's American around here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because you do you just have white girl energy. You just seem like a fucking white girl. Well, I grew up in predominantly white places. It doesn't mean you can't I fucking always, be cooler, Geneva. <laughs> so I always connect with like immigrants yeah. because my parents raised us like immigrants. Like like they're very strict and like there's certain things like culturally like that white kids can do that immigrant kids can't get away with Mm -hmm. and i feel like we have the same rules and so always i was friends with like the indians kids from nepal kids from africa and it was just that's those are my people like i love people from other countries yeah me too i connect with them really well I, i i connect well with a lot of uh a lot of uh, outcasts. Um, mm-hmm. So I find like a lot of gay people, a lot of gay, a lot of queer people, um, immigrants. Because I've never felt like I fit, I fit in anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just never have. Like I fucking came from a very small town. If I if I lived in a bigger city, growing up, Anson, no one's heard of it. There's 35 kids in my graduating class. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I would have uh, like been in a big city, I was talking to Matt Loves about this actually because he, he's a theater kid. Mm-hmm. I probably would have been just like him. I would probably been like strictly theater kid. Mm-hmm. But like we didn't really have a theater scene. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got into sports and all that shit. But I always felt like I was kind of faking it. I truly love sports now. I like all that shit. But it, I don't think it is who I would have been naturally. So mm-hmm. I just never really felt like I fit in. So I felt like I was too fucking like artsy for where i grew up and then i come down here and now it's like well now i'm too fucking like rough around the edges to be like a fucking liberal you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. but i think that works good for comedy you have like different perspectives on a lot of things i could see the i could see the side i could see both sides of like a lot of situations that's good yeah i think it's good um i think being an outsider is like the best and in the long run you end up being a better person being an outsider yeah yeah so I went from a school of like thousands of kids in Baltimore mm-hmm. to a school that was like 300 kids in Hopkinton plus the middle school, like the high school plus the middle school is connected and it was 300 kids. There were like 50 people in my graduating class, some shit like that. Were you a mean girl? What was and, like your shit? And then like you're were the only you Hispanic. Emo, huh? No, I was just like myself. I was just like this. And... So you go from like that, you're the only Hispanic kid. You get the like standardized test back and it's like it has all the stats. White people scored this one. <laughs> and you're representing the whole <laughs> the whole Hispanic the one. They're like they know exactly my scores on the standardized test. Me and That's my sister's the only ones there. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. That'd be a good bit if you could fucking like do that. One Asian, the one black kid, the three Hispanic kids. Oh, you know damn. you you know exactly what they scored. How good did the black guy do? Come on, man. I don't even, I don't even, <laughs> come on, buddy. My yeah. best friend through high school was black, mm-hmm. um, Egyptian, but, uh, he was certainly the only one, you know, <laughs> he'd get beat up for that shit. It was crazy. Yeah. Did he do well on standardized tests? No, Damn. no, not at all. Damn. <laughs> um, fuck. I had something so fucking funny. I was going to say, say I forgot it. it. Cause we started. Leaning into all this race stuff, I'm like, yeah, I got some jokes about this. <laughs> no, um, I don't think it was about that. Anyway, 
All right. This is how my comedy career goes. I'm just tell people I'm like I'm I am funny. I'm funny. I have funny thoughts. Yeah. But I forget them. <laughs> I'm I'm constantly like people are like why don't you reach out because I'm like fuck them man. <laughs> like I like I, I don't know I do that off, right off the bat because it's a defense mechanism. What do you do? I'm just like I f- the they fuck them. When you need to reach out. Yeah. So I just don't do it. I'm like why the fuck do I gotta people keep reaching out to me. I do you want that? I do because. I do, but I don't. Ugh, it's so difficult. You're, you're fucking brutal, though. I'll tell you that. Because like when I asked you earlier, I was like, "Hey, you need anything at the gas station?" What'd you say? No. Hmm. I didn't need anything. Yeah, you just say like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, just like oh, that helps. I don't. No. You know what? Also, I got in trouble for. Uh. K. K's rough. Yeah. K's rough, but you know what? I don't mean it bad. I just mean okay. You know, didn't like say that. Why do I gotta be like okay? Just be like okay. That's how I mean it. Mm-mm. And you know what? I also got in trouble for hmm. best on emails. What I used to say? write, I used to always write like best Geneva, you know, like on my, when I sign off emails, mm-hmm. turns out that's a bitch move. Yeah. You're a fucking huge bitch. I think. I, so. in, in like, I don't know how to communicate. I, I have okay, written communication people, is not my strength. I have started telling people, I'm like, don't worry. She's just a fucking idiot. Like yeah. I don't people know. Just don't worry. She can't communicate. She is somewhat of a decent person yeah because once i started like working with you here on some shit people are like asking about you and i'm like i don't can't fucking read i still can't fucking read you i don't know what the fuck's going on you still weird ass. yeah not Even really now after this podcast not really yeah no because you are you're like you're always smirking like you're gonna say something mean Me? <laughs> i'm just like dumb face <laughs> um i mean you think i'm a mean girl and i'm not i'm just Dumb. Just a moron. I'm just smiling at everybody. (laughs) No, um, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, you are hard to read, and I've been told I'm hard to read too, which I think is fucking crazy. I'm pretty open. You're smart ass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I've had people tell me I'm passive aggressive, but I think I'm just, I think I'm just regular aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, that's what I think. I've had. You told me that. Uh, what do you say? You look like you shop at Old Navy. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. No, I you that told was me you, you told me you had an Old Navy credit card because I never had a credit card except an Old Navy credit yeah, card nice. one time, and I cancel <laughs> it, and I don't even shop at Old Navy anymore. Yeah, okay, we're talking about finances, <laughs> and you're like, I had an Old Navy credit card once, and I'm like, I bet you did. You, you look, look like, like you, you have, yeah. yeah. So that's um, yeah, I wasn't surprised by that at all. Um, I don't anymore. Okay. And you put that I shit about me stalking now. you on Instagram. Because you post, you send me the thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, that, that was that was funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was funny. Um, I was like, this artist is stalking me because I relate so much to her. Who's stalking? And then the artist oh, stalks yeah, yeah, me because yeah. she. I relate so much to her. Like every painting she's ever done, or that's every what I mean about you. Like, you oh having God. white girl energy. Like you're just a white chick. White girls post that shit. <sighs> I'm interesting. I like even art. if you're a white girl, I don't think you should be striving to be that. That, but, but it's a fucking picture of someone's like, like at work, and then there's a little. She like wishes she's in bed. Yeah, you're like that's fucking breakthrough right there. There's one picture that I really like, and it's like this mom, and she's on the toilet, and she's hold, and it's the same artist, and she's holding her baby. Because mm. it's, and then I'm like, that's exactly my child. Like my child comes into the bathroom. While I'm in the bathroom, like, we'll sit on my lap and be like, have a full conversation with me. Because there's no boundaries. Like, kids don't. 
No, kids don't know. Kids are like, Mom, like, I need you. I cannot be alone for even one second. So, like, that I relate to. Yeah, but I guess the one I posted was dumb, but... It's not that dumb. It's, it's social media is dumb. You just want to let people know you're still, you're still out there. Yeah. It's like, ah, thinking about my bed today. At least it's not just Facebook anymore where people just like post like uh, gearing up to go to the bowling alley. Like, you know what I mean? You remember? Did you ever post shit like that? I, I like post song lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Edward Sharp, <laughs> Magnetic Zero. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. I, I, I love <laughs> Edward Sharp for the Magnetic Zero. <laughs> post that on your news and your feed. Yeah, the 40 Day Daydream was the best one. Um, but yeah, no, um, fuck, I had something else, dude. Stop talking. <laughs> it's your podcast. I'll let you go. Now, um, probably about dumb social media stuff. Oh yeah, no, I know what I was going to say. I want to start posting those memes of like Tom Hardy of him smoking a cigarette. That's like, everyone hates the black sheep until they need something. <laughs> that's my favorite guy, dude. <laughs> I've, uh, like, I've never seen those. You've never Wait, seen I those? I can imagine you posting those. Yeah, I don't post them, but I want to. I want to. So I post things ironically, and people think I'm serious sometimes, which is a fucking bummer. I yeah. thought people would know me. That's the shit I do on dating apps. That's where like my bits from that come from. I'm like, this is clearly a joke, and uh-huh. no one can ever fucking tell because... Because some guys are so fucking dumb, man. They're ridiculous. I love how, like, Marcus Cardona posts, like, a lot of memes. Yeah. I wish I was as brave as him. Because there's, like, so many memes. I'm like, I want to repost this because it's funny and it relates to me. And I'm like, no, I can't do it because, like, people are going to judge me. Like, the one, like, just now, like, you saying that about the art. Yeah, I'm sorry. People are going to think I'm a basic if I repost this. I'm sorry. I don't think anything's cool. I wish I was brave. I don't think anything's cool. No, I know. Yeah, especially I, not me. <laughs> yeah, you're you're you're, you're like the fucking poster child. I'm not cool. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking post. Just recorded Geneva Gonzalez podcast. It's it not very cool. Don't sucked. listen. I'm not posting it. <laughs> people would do that though because they yeah. want people to know I did do something today. Yeah, you did. You did do a podcast. Yeah, Finally. I don't. Really, I don't even know what you know. There's like no cool hobbies either. Are there not? No, name one cool. Name one hobby you think school. Comedy is my hobby. Um, I consider this my That's passion. Cool. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's more than a hobby to me. Comedy. What but, about like running? Yeah, that's cool. Yoga. Yeah, real cool. Shooting. That's cool. Yeah. No, it's uh, not though. What? You, name a hobby. I can't think of hobbies. You just named one. They're all stupid. poker. Gambling. It's, it's is that a all, hobby? It's all not cool. Smoking weed. Not cool. The that's like the worst the one. Well, because you're not a weed smoker. Okay, I I don't know any. What are hobbies? You, you those are all hobbies. Like, but they're what? all like I think they're so but whack. You gotta have them because what are you gonna put on a dating app otherwise? You want what's what's on mine? Hold on. I put audiobooks and traveling. That's what you put. Yeah. Yeah, so dating apps, the thing about dating apps is, like, what, like, I'm not an attractive guy. Like, I, okay, so, like, I say that a lot. I had that bit about that. It's not like I think I'm fucking dead-ass ugly. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's like, I'm not, like, fucking, like, you're not gonna, like, girls aren't gonna fuck me because of aesthetics. Well, maybe some, if they're, like, they're into ba- Gay guys would. Gay guys tell me all the time they want to fuck me. Um, but, um. So I need to like make them like me first, which can be tough because if you are just trying to have sex and you're like in like hurting feelings territory, um, 
But yeah, okay, so this is what I have. Uh, okay, I'm a stand-up comedian, not a rapper. Because it's a bunch of pictures with me with a microphone. <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm a white rapper. Um, I, I say that, and then I got fucking pictures like this. Like a white rapper. It's a picture of Tom with another guy, and he's giving the peace sign. It's Paul Boric. Represent. Paul Boric, Boric, and he's giving the peace sign. Paul Porridge. Porridge. Um, and yeah, so I, so I put, uh, I'm a comedian, not a rapper. Mm-hmm. I'll always ask permission before using any bits about you on stage. Chill always, funny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. That's the thing, too, is I'm like, okay, guys are not good at taking pictures. Mm-mm. Guys are not good about, like, writing about themselves. So, like, there's so many guys I see where I'm like, you know, I don't want a guy who knows how to market himself really well and, like, has really great pictures. Cause I'm like, they're probably a creep. Yeah. Most normal guys are not going to be good at taking pictures. No. Not good at writing things. Mm-hmm. So, like, those are going to probably be the guys that are, like, decent human beings. The people that are, like, well, I have, like, really good prompts. Either, like, took them off of Google or, like, saw them somewhere. Or they're too good at it and they well, know and how fucking, to sell themselves. There's AI now, too. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah, no, I know. So, like, I just post, it's all pictures of me on stage and one with me with Paul Boric. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> and it's like, I, I so do you So, do you want people to know you're a comic because you think that's, like, an attractive thing that, like, girls will be drawn to? No, I, I, it's the only pictures I have of myself. Yeah, you know, see, it, that's the thing. Like, guys have terrible selfies, I have those pictures of and, and my headshots. Yeah. And, like, headshots are, like, kind of, like, a little jarring, I feel like. You just see a fucking headshot. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, there, yeah, that is you. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, also, yeah, do you want them to know that I'm a comic? We could start there. Do you like stand-up comedy? You mm-hmm. know? That's a world that I live in, so that that helps, right? So, yeah, but... I don't know, man. I'm just fucking partying. And it, it, so hobbies are whack. Also, like when you see your buddy trying to like look hitting on a girl, mm-hmm. I don't know what it, that is, but all dudes are like, it's like the worst thing you could do. You know what I mean? What? Like, like it's like you look like such a, like a pussy. Like, it's, like a guy hitting on a girl looks yeah. like a pussy? Yeah, so, like, if you're, like, with your bros, you're out, like, mm-hmm. and then, like, he, your buddy starts talking to a girl, it's, like, instantly, we're like, oh, look, he's trying to get laid, look, it's, like, like, uh, we feed on that, and I never, like, so I don't do it, because I don't want to be, I don't want <laughs> to be the, be the butt of a joke. But it's, like, you have to do that shit, but you, it, guys are very rarely, like, oh, dude, sick, he's talking to that girl, and I was, like, yeah, dude, she's not gonna have sex with you, fuck you, and it's, like, it's, like, Scrutiny, but what if man. they do? What if it works? Then it's it might. Like, it, oh, does some, it does sometimes. It does sometimes. It does. I. It does you sometimes. You should have tried it too. Yeah, I know. I know. Believe me. Yeah. I. I, I you get made th- an ass of yourself, and then you'd get. <laughs> <laughs> you get pussy. You, like. you could get laid afterwards. <laughs> yeah, you uh, get laid after. It's the same thing. Why I don't fucking reach out to people that book shows. I'm I have a like, hard time dating people that are not comics. Like yeah. dating comics, super unprofessional, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a producer. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. But, like, how do I date a normal person when I'm obsessed with comedy? I'm like, all I want to do is comedy. If we're going to travel, I want to go see comedy shows. Yeah, Sorry, well, normal I mean, person that doesn't want to revolve their life around comedy. Mm-hmm. But that's what I do. What if you find, like, the male version of you? That would be cool. Yeah, I don't know if there is. That likes producing shows or just does something comedy adjacent. 
That would be cool. Maybe like a manager but, or something. Or an Adam Eagit. Let's get Adam Eagit. Yeah. He's married. Well, I, you know what I mean, though. Like but a like, fucking... that would be cool because he knows Norm and... Yeah. Anybody I could be with that was like close to norm. But no, I'm just saying there's people that are in the industry that aren't necessarily comics like you. Well, I have to find that. I, d- I don't know where to find that. Yeah. And D- also, like, then there's the professionalism. Like, is this a producer I'm going to work with? Then also that's unprofessional. I date them, right? Mm. I think you just need to have sex with everyone. I'm on my way. <laughs> working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. If you it. just have sex with everyone, it's like, hey, listen. <laughs> no, sex is such, it's the weirdest thing because, like, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, if you really think about it, like, a whole entire family's ruined because your dick was in the wrong mouth. Like, you know what I mean? A whole family's ruined? What yeah. are you talking about? Families ruined? Families get ruined. Like, because, like, cheating? Yeah, because cheating. Oh. It's like, what? Because my dick was in her mouth a little bit? It's like, yeah, the whole family's ruined. The alt Disney, yeah. all those memories are now, like, tainted. Okay. If, no, isn't, that, isn't that just a <laughs> little... Is isn't that a little weird? No, I'm just saying, I, it's like, you're talking about, like, how professionalism and all yeah. that shit. It's like, okay. it's so crazy what sex can do. And then, like... Oh, yeah. It's, like, so meaningful. Yeah. But then, but then also, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, people be like, just fuck be, buddies, Just yeah? be fucking, yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Let me tell you my my sex bucket list. Who's on your sex bucket list? So I've had I've had sex with like almost every kind of white guy. Mm-hmm. I've had sex with black guys. <sighs> I have not had sex with an Asian, and I've never had sex with a Hispanic person. Really? Wow. So that's my bucket list. I need to have sex with an Asian. I need to have sex with um, a Hispanic. I've had sex with a micro penis. I've had sex with very big guys. Yeah. Like every type. Except those two. So that's my bucket list. Okay, well, so that like narrows down a lot of people that I thought you had sex with. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, crazy. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I don't really have necessarily a bucket list. I could tell you I am kind of over white girls, though. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Well, not for sure. I mean, I'll have sex with white girls, but they don't interest me. Like, my my ex was, um, I don't want to talk about her. But not white. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, not completely anyway. So like, do I you want to date another um, person like her? Uh yeah yeah in the well future? well she wasn't my ideal race. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But she was close. I need to know what race. She is. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I think the best, like the most attractive, like race to me. Well, mm-hmm. it isn't even a race. Like the most attractive person is like racially ambiguous, where you can't really tell what they mm-hmm. are. That's always cool, right? Oh, I love that. And I think basically any race that you have, if they have some Asian in there, mm-hmm. it usually can get that. You can get that effect. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really necessarily like super attracted to just like straight up Asian girls. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I'll f- yeah, whatever. There has know. to be a mix. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, beauty comes from the mix. Yeah. Yeah. If you're pure anything, I feel like... Gross. <laughs> I feel like it's just so good to have, like, a little bit of, of color in any kind of race. Like, any kind of uh, difference. Like, that just creates so much beauty. And I also think, like, there's people that are pretty and then people that are beautiful. And people that are pretty are, like, very cute but like to be beautiful, I feel like you have to have something wrong with you. Yeah. Like well, Carrie Underwood, people are like, "Oh my god, she's so beautiful." I'm like, "She's pretty." Mm, you're right. Yeah. I like guess you're somebody that's a little bit off, like Selma Hayek, beautiful. 
Yeah, some Hayek is fucking beautiful, awesome. Beautiful, but she's not like perfect. She's not she's like pretty. That, she's beautiful. She, she's she now she's what I'm talking about. Give me some yes. Hayek. She's awesome. Like little weight, like gorgeous. Yeah, she's absolutely she's stunning. Like Carrie Underwood, I'm like she's very pretty. Yeah, she's like perfect. She's like Jenna Ortega fucks me up because she looks like a kid, mm-hmm. but she's like hot. Yeah. So like I try to I try to fuck with people on this one. I'm like uh-huh. I'm like, do you think Jenna Ortega's hot? On the like, every dude what, basically like, says, yeah. Yeah. Then I'm like, well, she looks like some kids. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't admit. So you think some kids are hot? That's mm-hmm. what I tell people. Because this is a, that's what conversations with me are like. I'm a fucking blast. So they go, yeah, you're a you fucking pedophile. <laughs> yeah, just make people feel. I always make people feel worse about mm-hmm. themselves. You know? Always. It's the move. I've experienced. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no. So um. So yeah. But really, anything. I mean, I'll tell you what. Mm. I um. Yeah. No. I won't go there. Go it. No. no, no. No sense. What time is it? Uh, 3.37. Yeah. Probably should start wrapping this up then. All right. How do we wrap it up? I don't know. Do we do we end on you saying your sex bucket list and just call it a fucking day? Or? We can do that. We can... Let me think of a new... What's your take on Kanye West? Kanye West. That's a, that's So that's a trick so, that I So use. my thing is I've always been a really obsessed with the Kardashians. Oh, yo, yeah, that's right. You dress up as them I shit. love... I used to like really love them. Like I really think that... Like I'm not buying into like the gimmick of like, oh my God, they're so cool. I want to be just like them. Like I generally think they're extremely intelligent business people that have like capitalized on this opportunity they've been given and i'm like holy shit like that's amazing they create a whole new genre of wealth out of nothing out of nothing the thing is they capital they capitalize on all the shit that kind of like sucks about the world now but i don't i don't fault them for doing that people relate to them like i relate to them i have two sisters like their fights and stuff i'm like oh my god that's hilarious it's like i can i can see us in those situations but like Business-wise, I'm like, they've created an empire on just being themselves. Like, that's insane. Like, nobody's ever done that. It's innovative. It's so, Paris Hilton did it. Paris Hilton's the original, but she didn't go, to, like, to the extreme and extent. Like, she didn't grow it the way that the Kardashians did. They had they have so much more no, people No, of, cor- of course not. But that was crazy, though. So many different aspects. Like, people just started doing that. Like... It started with, I mean, Paris is the OG. She's the OG. That was she was the first one. Like mm-hmm. you see Paris Hilton sex tape, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. who is that? Is she a singer and whatnot? And it's, just, it's Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. You just get to be famous because and that's that's mm-hmm. actually common in Asian culture. You know that? No. Well, they they call them uh, icons. Okay. Or idols, rather idols. They call them idols, and they mm-hmm. basically appoint little fucking Asian girls, and like she's an idol. It's like, mm-hmm. is she a singer? Yeah, she'll sing. She will sing. But, yeah. like, they've just, like, decided, like, you're an idol. You get to be, you're a model singer. And we've Everyone done that. up to you, yeah. We've done that all along with the Disney stars, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. You really think that just all these Disney stars happen to be able to sing? It's like, no, they can be trained mm-hmm. to sing to a certain level, some better than others. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. But they're a little more, like, forward about it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you be famous. And that really all comes from attraction you know what i mean you have a image that a look that sells yeah but back to kanye so kanye i think created kim 
like Kim was only going to go so far until she was with Kanye. But she was and huge. Then she was Kanye, huge, uh, but she was tacky. Yeah. She was. Is she not your favorite Kardashian? Uh, I I don't know. I can't decide a favorite. You're like that's so tough. She's a Libra, <laughs> so she's a lot like me, and I get uh, her. This is the good stuff. This is what I want. <laughs> Courtney is the oldest, so I relate to her in that way. Yeah. But Chloe's just so much fun and like ah Chloe. I just love Chloe. Um, okay, so Kanye, Kanye. So I think Kim was only going to go so far. She she would have petered out because she had tacky taste. She had, you know, he brought her to that next level in fashion. Uh-huh. Skims is based on Kanye's aesthetic, and that's really what's taking her like to that next level. Really, is her her skims line and then i don't know what the fuck that is so so in that sense i'm like i appreciate him as an artist it's like that thing like how do you separate the art from the artist he's crazy mm-hmm. he's bipolar i keep talking about this and he creates beautiful things he's a master in certain areas like fashion music mm-hmm. like there's no better that and and also like the drama like the of the like pop culture thing like He's always going to be a topic of, of talk, so, and people are going to follow him and sh- and shit like that. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. I hate that he that he said anti-Semitic things. I think that's that's like fucked ba- up. Like and I and too. I hate any anything anti-Semitic. Um, but I I think that like he has, you know, he's. He's just mentally ill. You know? He's mentally ill. And yeah. That sucks. You know that you have to like take that with what it is. Um, oh, I had a good joke. Okay, so sometimes, so I had a good joke about Kim Kardashian. Okay. Yeah. I made it a tweet, and I don't think anybody gets it, but maybe somebody will listen to this podcast and get it and get some enjoyment out of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Kim, when she was creating Skims. Mm-hmm. She started. She she wanted it originally to be called kimono, okay, because it has the word Kim in it. But kimono, that's cult- cultural appropriation. It was cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. So all these people in Japan were like, "No, you know, the kimono is is culturally important to us. You cannot create a shapewear line." Was it the kimono. people in Japan or was it white girls again? It was people in Japan. Okay. We're like up, like in an uproar. Like, do not call your brand kimono. So she had to change the name and like literally she had printed it on all of the like her pieces that she was producing. So I said she should have changed the name to sorry. Like sorry, like the Indian yeah. wardrobes and then been like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You shouldn't do comedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do sorry, just do those guys. tweets. Yeah. But maybe that'd be huge. I don't know. I don't get the Kardashian On the thing Kardashian realm, you never know. What do you think about Matt Rife? He's cute. He's funny. Mm. He's okay. He's entertaining. Right? He's entertaining. He's an entertainer. I think, um, I think he's good hating at social on, media. I think hating on Matt Rife is the most fucking hack thing a comic can do. Oh, yeah. Because... Hating on any comic, really. Really, yeah, it's truly. Well. Uh, but what he does is like what pe- people... Why people hated on Dane Cook, too. Mm-hmm. Because he found a fucking certain way to be goofy and fun, attractive mm-hmm. too, which is always tough for comics because it's like you could you could well you can most get more you, most of them are attractive yeah you can get more attractive but you can only get so attractive 
You can only get so funny. I mean, for me, like, all right, like I could get, I could lose some weight, I could get in better shape, right? I could do that stuff. Maybe even get plastic surgery. But at the end of the day, I've got a huge head. Mm-hmm. I could never get out of that. Mm-hmm. It's a big head. Yeah, your success is limited. It's limited by my head. Actually, <laughs> actually, some of the most successful. I've looked this up. <laughs> now, some of the most successful actors have huge heads. Most successful, talented people are not attractive. Like I wish you would just like say, to the Tom, society, you're actually very attractive. To, you have nothing to, society, to worry about. society, I feel like people that are unattractive are like more talented. Like, who is it? Um, Seymour Hoffman. Mm. So talented. Very. Gary Oldman. Inc- mm. He could be anything. Do you think he's attractive? No, he's not he, Brad he's Pitt. He's attractive back in the day. He's no. not Brad Pitt. No, but Brad, Brad Pitt's very talented. He is very talented, but like not like Gary Oldman. Like he couldn't. He's always Brad Pitt in every movie. He, Brad, Gary yeah. Oldman can be anybody. He can like transform who yeah, he, he is, is into he like is a different amazing. race. Even like he, I respect for you for saying Gary Oldman. That's a good one because I don't think a lot of people call him out for that. I think uh, anyone who knows anything does, but you don't hear that get dropped Maybe a lot. I know some good things. Maybe you do. You also say you don't watch movies, so I don't know how the fuck you even know who Gary Oldman is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking wasted. <laughs> oh, man. Let's fucking wrap it before I... Because I don't want to edit out any more N-words. You said a lot of N-words on this. I have to edit out. Mm-hmm. It's not good for your image. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, I thank you for being on, Geneva. This was fun. Do you have anything you want to plug? You talked yes. about Blandon and shit. And- yes, just follow my shows on social media. Follow me, um, Viva Laniva underscore Viva underscore <laughs> underscore Laniva. Laniva. And then also follow Blend.comedy. Follow Ruby Room Comedy. Um, I hope to see you guys at a show. I love producing comedy, and I hope that you will come out and enjoy one of my shows. More. More, more, more. Okay. <laughs> I'm also. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shoddies. Thanks for listening. I will um, talk to you guys again soon. Peace. Bye.